This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy, as usual, Eric Bradley. And it is Tuesday night, right after the finale. We are finally done uh, with season seven of Bachelor in Paradise. Three hours, three hours of the finale. So we got a lot to break down. Before we do that, let's do a little catch up. Well, I guess the biggest thing was how how did you survive without Instagram this week for like six, seven hours? So nice. First of all, that was a long ass blackout. That was a long ass blackout yesterday. Did that affect any ads? Anything for me, but I had some, I was in a group chat with some people freaking out because they had some ads the afternoon. They were like, what do I do? It's okay. Like you can post them tomorrow. But yeah, I mean, it, it was actually kind of nice, dude. It's it's wild how it like, I kept going to Instagram just like out of pure I don't know, like it's habit. Yeah. Well, habit. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's not, it was kind of nice. That was kind of nice. I just, I laid in bed, didn't do anything Monday. So it was kind of nice regrouping, man. It was a long weekend. Uh, we were down in Houston at the uh, Lamborghini festival. What an experience that was shout out to the Lamborghini festival and Lamborghini club of Houston and Colleen and Bill and Sarah and everybody involved. Uh, it was a fun, fun weekend, something different. Something very different for us. You know, usually we're doing clubs till freaking three in the morning. It was really weird. I was like in my hotel room every <laughs> night by 10 o'clock yeah. and I loved it. And I have a voice. I have a voice because I wasn't streaming at the top of my lungs. And yeah, so it was a very different weekend, but a lot of fun. And I really, some amazing people involved. I mean, raised a ton of money for Make-A-Wish Foundation. I'll tell you what, that foundation is just incredible. They were, they were there kind of, you know, speaking on some experiences they had and me and Eric both tearing up. Everybody in the room was crying, like an incredible company and what they're doing is awesome. And so being able to help them raise some money, um, and then also drive some amazing cars and have some fun, uh, with some amazing people down there in Houston. It's a good weekend. Was there anything really going on in bachelor world this week outside of uh, your BFF? Of course, Nick is back in the, uh, (laughs) In the oh, news man. And, yeah. and his girl. Yeah, I did see that. Um, I got a lot I didn't of quite understand all of it. It's hard. I, I don't get too wrapped up in it. Then I, but I yeah. see glimpses and I ask you to like, uh, can you put this in layman's terms for me? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I guess that, that really is the only thing I feel like kind of happened, uh, this week in vaccination. Um, yeah, it seems like, I guess Nick Viles, like girlfriend copied somebody's Post for his birthday, like word for word or whatever. And listen, I got a lot of DMs being like, why aren't you going to comment on this? Nick bullies you. Nick bullies everybody. Like, go at him. I'm like, listen, because I'm not Nick. <laughs> like, yeah. we pride ourselves on not bullying on this show. And I that's myself- what brought it to my attention. Like, I had people yeah. DM me, ask Blake about I was like, well, I don't even know what, what you're asked referring to. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, like, that's not who I am and who we are as a podcast. And I don't want to sit here and bully, especially somebody who's not in Bachelor Nation. Like, I'm not going to bully his girlfriend. And so, yeah, I mean, was it a mistake? She probably feels like she probably shouldn't have made. Yeah. 
But at the same time, like, I don't want, you know, I think sometimes a lot of the alumni of this show, him especially, I think it, they think they're better than everybody else. And they think they're better than a lot of the people coming off the show now. And I think, you know, this show does, we've talked about this. You can literally ask any alumni for the most part, they chew you up and they spit you out. And I get that to a degree, you know, there's new seasons, there's new, whatever they get what they want out of us. We get what we want out of them for the most part. But at the same time, I think a lot of alumni see that happening and then use that too. And then we'll go and stand on their necks and get some Instagram follows and get some Instagram likes and get some podcast views. And I don't, I never want to be that alumni who, you know, people are scared to talk to or are bully, you know, bully people. I want to be the outlet that people can come to like new contestants can come to for help for me, whether it be mental health, whether it be what the hell is happening in my life right now. Like my life's blowing up. I can't go outside. I can't go to the grocery store. Like I want to be that outlet to help contestants, not be that person who's standing on their necks. So, and we take pride in that in, in our podcast. So yeah, we're not going to bully Nick and Natalie, like whatever it is, what it is. It was a mistake. And I'm sure <laughs> it sucks. It sucks being in the public eye, even when you're the uh, girlfriend of somebody in the public eye. So it was interesting to see Chris Conrad's reply to that, but it was very on point and very factual. hundred percent. I mean, I don't blame him for one second because it, it is frustrating. Like Nick suddenly is like, don't bully. But yet that's literally what he does for a living. <laughs> you know, so a lot, yeah, making merch. Yeah, he literally made real and genuine merch or whatever it was for um, Maddie's Instagram mistake or whatever it was, and then now he's being like, "Oh, you're you're promoting bullying." Like, what, dude? Stop. But yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people were just frustrated with him and that whole situation. <laughs> so maybe it'll stop him from bullying other people now. I don't know. Probably not. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, and then this weekend, back in Chicago. Out in Chicago yet again. We're at Bounce Friday night, guys. So if you're out in Chicago, come on out. Um, playing a fun little set. I haven't been there in a minute. Yeah, it seems like Chicago's second home. Yeah, we're, we're going to be out there. Yeah, we're we'll back out there again in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Two weeks, we're back out there for a full weekend. But I'm not complaining. I love Chicago. I love me some Chicago. I hope it's snowing in Chicago <laughs> at one point. It will be probably in two weeks or maybe the next or maybe in November for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, I can't wait, dude. We're going to be rocking. I can't wait to whip out the bombers again. Fucking uh, pea coats. Like <laughs> I've got a nice velour bomber on right now. It's nice so, and soft. I'm excited for fall, man. It's my favorite time of year. So I could wear my summer attire in the fall. I'm very versatile like that. It's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one way to put it <laughs> year round. Well, we have a, uh, Kenosha. I mean, if anyone wants to come and party after, I know they it's, can't, a, though. it's, it's a, a private, private event, event but <laughs> yeah. we can go out afterwards. If yeah, anyone... we'll be in Kenosha, Wisconsin this weekend as well. Chicago Friday, Kenosha, Wisconsin Saturday. Let us know what's what's fun to do on a Saturday night in Kenosha. Yeah, I don't know what's going to be going on in Kenosha. We'll be done at 10, so yeah, we'll be out and about. Maybe. Honestly, we'll probably be in bed. But... <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be in bed. Blake will be out on the streets. Well, I've been worn down, man. I was supposed to go to Napa this week, but I'm burnt out. Yeah, happy birthday to... Fuller. Fuller Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, Fuller. Sorry, I can't make Napa. All right, let's do this. Let's do this recap because we have three hours of freaking paradise. Actually, this three hours was a legitimate three hours. Like, I still feel like this, there was actually good content for the most part. Like, it wasn't like last week where they just filled time, most random shit. But tonight, I feel like there was all around like pretty good conversation. And I felt like it was actually pretty good. The fun finale is always good because I love, love, <laughs> I love watching proposals. I love watching those hard conversations happen. I love the happiness. Like I love some of these women and even the men literally just crying just because they're happy. 
Like I miss that feeling. I haven't had that feeling in so long. Like, especially when a couple of the fellas on the show are like your boys and you're seeing them like, God damn it. You, I know I'm so jealous of you fucks. I know. I know. I was sitting there watching some of these proposals tonight and I was like, man, I want that feeling of like just being happy to be like crying, to be happy, happy. You're that happy. Before we get into the proposals and all that fun stuff, it kind of picks up still at the prom. Prom with Noah and Abigail. Noah and Abigail. I feel like there's so much missing in the middle here between them because it was like they first couple episodes of the summer, they were getting a lot of like airtime. They were perfect together. Then they disappeared the rest of the season until like the last two episodes. And Noah's fallen in love. Abigail seems still a little, doesn't know where where she's at. Mm -hmm. Gets validation through the vote of uh, <laughs> most likely to make it yeah then it's they're over like <laughs> an hour later i feel like abc needs to show us some of these that what happened in the middle here <laughs> i know what's hard is like i i agree but at the same time like they can't show everything i think a great example of this happening before was kevin and astrid they called themselves the furniture of paradise they right. got zero screen time broke up and then got back together so we don't know if that's the case i think we'll find out very soon but uh, I hope that's the case because it seems like they both very much care for each other. Um, there's a lack of communication there a little bit, it seems like, uh, between Noah and Abigail. Abigail's frustrated because she feels like he lied to her and, you you know, like let her on more or less. And Noah's like, no, I'm not lying. Like, I, I did fall in love with you, but I just don't think. The one thing I, I kept hearing where I was like, oh, that's going to be hard to come back from was he kept saying, like, we're not soulmates. It wasn't, we're not going to work in this environment. It was like, you're not my girl. My, I'm yeah, not my your person. Guy. Yeah. My person. I'm not your person. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Like, if it was just, hey, you're not my person in this environment or this environment isn't right for us, then okay, you can come back from that. But for to hear him say some of those things, I was like, damn, that's going to be hard to come back from. Yeah. I think big lesson here to walk away from from these two is if you love somebody, you feel something for somebody, just tell them. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hold back. We'll be right back. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I think both of them, Abigail even more than Noah, had some walls up. And then almost honestly, they came down too late. Like she yeah. even said at one point, she was like, I was going to tell you I was falling in love with you today. It's like, it's too late. <laughs> like It's too late. You know, he said it to you and you went stone. You know, you just didn't say a word. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think there's just, I think that was just some, not immaturity as like people, but immaturity in a relationship maybe, or even in that environment. Like I said, that environment, everybody reacts differently in that environment. It seems like Abigail is very cold with walls up in that environment. I don't know. I hope these kids can work it out. They obviously broke up here on the beach and that was kind of the end of it. You know, Noah went away and then Abigail went and talked to some of her girls for a little bit and everybody, everybody seemed confused, which I think was, you know, a yeah. sign too that people were shocked that they broke up, that they, they've been a very strong couple this whole time. They couldn't believe that they had broken up. Everybody was just in complete shock. That says a lot about their relationship too. So mm-hmm. no, I hope they work it out, but obviously they left, they left broken up and that was kind of, the end of of prom and it seems like it opened at least some conversation in the eyes of a lot of people down there they're like oh shit if they didn't work 
Now I'm nervous that my relationship is going to blow up in my face, that I'm going to get my heart broken. You know, I remember Serena said that. So that kind of leads into paradise is over, right? Is that kind yeah. of what Will said? Paradise is like, it's over. Yeah. Which to the point, it's that true. Point, yeah, it is. It's like, yeah. now it's time to shit or get off the pot. Like mm-hmm. paradise is over. Honestly, I don't remember. I didn't watch the last few episodes of my season. And then I didn't really watch even the season before that with like Colton and Tia and them. So I don't remember these conversations, man, were, were pretty intense and, and awkward at times. Like, it's yeah. just so weird that the girls are sitting in that palapa or whatever you want to call it. And the guys are just coming up one by one and like selecting one. And then, I mean, we just skipped kind of the rose ceremony, I guess. But yeah, yeah, let's go back to that real quick because. Yeah, because a couple of the guys flipped there on a couple of the girls. Kind of. I mean, James. But it wasn't surprising. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't a shocker. I saw Ed and McKenna more than Ed and Natasha. The people who ended up going home was Natasha and Chelsea. Chelsea. That's right. Chelsea, Chelsea, Aaron for Tatia. So yeah, not a shocker. Honestly, I think at this point, we know the strong relationships. So I don't think like us, you know, seeing those two flip-flop was a shocker, but they went home. And then, like you said, like, it's crazy. There was actually a moment they don't do this. It kind of broke the fourth wall a little bit. Somebody was like, yeah, Ed met her yesterday. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that's how they, the spread out of the filming, but literally Ed and McKenna met like the day before. And now he's asking her to go to fantasy suites. Yeah. It was, oh, uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Kenny throws him under the boss. It is really <laughs> like, funny. Totally. <laughs> it's like, it's typical Ed fucking seeing the new girl. He's like, and it asked her to come to the fantasy suites the next night. I just met you yesterday, but <laughs> Kenny, I was like, take it easy, man. But yeah. These conversations are just awkward. I think that's the hardest part. It's like, the guys would come up and grab the girls. The girls are just like, okay, like, here we go. Let's grab these hard conversations. They go down to like the beach and everybody's watching them from like up, up above. And it's just awkward, man. But the first conversation that happens, Dean and Kaylin came in, which I find of all couples, they broke up in paradise and they're not even engaged. Why not have like Dylan and Hannah or have literally like a couple who actually Fair got point. engaged? Like, it was funny. They're like, yeah, now the hard part comes to where you guys got to figure out if you're going to get engaged. I'm not like, Dean and Kaylin, you didn't even have that conversation. You know, like it was really funny seeing Dean's like, well, you probably don't want to listen to me. Use me as an example. Yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of fucked up. The first time really bad. And the second time, 90, 90% of the time. Yeah, that was really funny. But yeah, they come down and they're basically like, hey, here we go. You know, should it, like you said, should it get off the pot? And so yeah, all of a sudden they start kind of like break up or they Yeah, Kenny Mari lead the way. That conversation. So what did you think about that conversation? Well, I mean, it seems like Kenny's biggest qualm here is just the age difference. Like that seems what he's kind of hung up on. Other than that, like, I mean, Mari's clear as day is into him and wants everything with Kenny. And she does seem to be like an older soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did mention that too. She's like, I'm, I've always been, well, I wanted to get married young. You know, she kept yeah. saying that. And she's like, I, I am, you know, more mature than most of my friends, things like that. Mm-hmm. So agree. But I think Kenny was still... Like cautious. Yeah. And still like knowing Kenny personally, like Kenny's not that party animal. Like he, no. he doesn't really drink, party, go out at all unless he's working the club or his yeah. his band has an appearance somewhere. And even then he doesn't really drink. So like he's not this party animal. I know he's like a boy band manager, but he's not this party animal party animal of 40. It was a good conversation because they did leave there being like, Yes, let's do fantasy suites, let's see where this goes. But you could still tell Kenny was still like, Yeah, you're awfully young. I want to make sure he kept saying that. I want to be sure that you're sure, you know, he was like, you got to be sure, but it seems like he's very sure. So yeah, that, that conversation ended well, you know, they went to the fantasy suites. Yeah. The hardest conversation that I think was this next one, yeah. Thomas and Becca. Dude, watching again, this is, this honestly reminds me again of like, no one, like what we barely seen any of them. 
Yeah, we saw them for like a whole maybe four minutes the last like yeah. five weeks, if that. So to see Thomas react the way he did was strange as a viewer just because we haven't seen their connection. Yeah. It's, I was like watching it being like, dude, relax, man. Like, you know, but again, we haven't seen their relationship. We haven't seen their connection or their chemistry really. You just see them in clips and every time you see them, it's like genuinely fun and they're like making out everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They're like all over each other. No conversation shots at all. Which it seems like is what scares Becca. Becca was like, I've only seen this one side of you. Like everything's been good. Like what's going to happen when things are bad? I've only seen this one side of Thomas and she's not calling him fake, but at the same time, I think she's like, I need more from you in the sense of like, stop saying the perfect thing. Stop trying mm -hmm. to be perfect, which I feel like is what we've learned from Thomas, from the other guys, from everybody else is that he tries to say the perfect thing all the time. He's not himself. And Becca was kind of asking that, like, I need more, I need more. But to see the way Thomas like broke down, like yeah, yeah. Becca was shook, dude. Becca didn't have any kind of like, Dude, she was just stone cold to him, kind of during the actual breakup. Like she had no like reaction. I felt like yeah. And then when he kind of fell apart and like walked off, she went chasing. She's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I think that was the "oh shit" moment. She's like, "Well, maybe he is into me or whatever." Or she said at one point, "This is what I needed to see from him, but yeah. it's too late" or something like that. And she kind of broke down in like the limo ride or the SUV ride or whatever. And then Thomas was just like staring in the. They didn't even. He didn't say anything in the SUV. He was just like staring off into the distance. But I was just shocked to see him react like that because, like you said, uh, we haven't seen anything from him. And no matter, I know Thomas clearly has a bad rep, but like it does suck seeing people get hurt in mm -hmm, that moment because, mm -hmm. especially like if he is in love and feeling that way, yeah, like it shows that he, you know, he is human and he, maybe there's there's a good guy in there somewhere. Well, the question is, did he actually think Becca was going to engage for a third time? No, like, come I, on. Yeah, like, like come they, on. You would think they'd had have had that conversation, right? At some yeah, point? you had this. I guarantee at some point she was like, I'm not leaving here engaged. I guarantee she said that to him earlier than that moment. A hundred percent, dude. No way is she gonna go down there, get engaged for a third time on the show. No way. So, I that's why, again, I was just shocked by his reaction. And I know you guys didn't talk at all, but I feel like she <laughs> shared that thought with you before going on the show. Yeah, I was told that before the show as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you guys didn't talk. Let's laugh it off. No, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't talk. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So uh, that, are you right, though? I think that was the hardest conversation down, like that, that as far as like breakup, because everybody else weren't, weren't nobody was really that far along. Um, what was the next conversation? Uh, Ed and McKenna. This one was hilarious. This one was fucking Ed is funny, dude. Ed. <laughs> this is when Kenny threw him under the bus. Dude, Ed is just like, I can't tell if he's just doesn't give a fuck. Like he was just like, yeah, man, let's do it. Like, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna try and get it. <laughs> You're here. I'm here. Let's hook up. Dude, I was dying. Like <laughs> And he just seems so nonchalant about it, you know, and like everybody's so serious in this moment, you know, and like these conversations and it's just like, yeah. So like, and then she was clearly saying no yeah. and he just kept at it, man. He just kept going like, nah, he was just pushing pu like, he did, like he did to go on the date when yeah. he went to go play like no shame in that man's game, man. And then he's like, she, she straight up dumped him. Cause he was like, well, I'd love to see where this would go afterward. And she's like, mm, nah, I think we should just kind of leave here as it is or something like that. And then he, he walks back. He's like yeah. to the, whatever, like underneath the plot. I just got dumped. I just got <laughs> dumped boys. <laughs> Jesus, Ed, that kid's funny, man. He's a funny guy. And I just think he's having fun with the situation because he came down late. Yeah. 
You know, he doesn't really have a really good connection with anybody. So I think he was just having fun in the situation. So you can't blame the man for that. I really would have wondered what would have happened if he had followed through with Natasha at this point. That's a, I think he got scared because I think he saw it was getting serious with Natasha. Or Natasha was serious. And that's why he went with McKenna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ed's 37, 38, but I think he's still like that college frat boy. Yeah, he's funny, man. He is a funny dude. And if you know Ed, he did you know did you catch when he was like, I don't know if it was the coffee, but this tickers. It's like, dude, you probably powered down a case of Red Bulls before. Red Bull Ed. <laughs> that man drinks so much caffeine. But yeah, I don't know. It was fun. That was like a you know, lighthearted conversation. And McKenna kind of was like peaced out and they left. Who's next? <laughs> Eric takes great notes, guys. Yeah, I'm going on chronological order here. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, J- James and Anna. This one kind of surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Anna truly seems like she wanted that one. She did, right? She was like going in, in her ITMs before and everything. She's like, I really want him and I want this. Obviously, they met the same day Ed and McKenna, right? So that was 24 hours yeah, into 24 it, 24 right? to 36. Yeah, yeah. I think Anna just wants a relationship. I don't necessarily know if she like, you know what I mean? Like, I think she's mm-hmm. so desperate to wanting a boyfriend or at least it seems that way. I don't know if that's true or not. That she'll take anybody, you know, and, and on that beach. And so I think she really wanted that. And I'm shocked too. I thought he was, I thought he was into it. And they'd at least be like, yeah, let's see if this will work outside of paradise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was really surprised by that too. Like, cause they live, wait, where does he live? Him and Aaron are roommates in San Diego. San Diego. That's right. SD. She's in Chicago. So I don't know. I feel bad for her because she was pretty upset with the way she was like, I wanted this really bad. I wanted this, but I mean, she'll be you know, like knew each other for literally like 48 hours max. Yeah. And props to James, man. He went through all the paradise with zero connections. How did that man make it to the end? He was in the day one or two, wasn't he? Yeah. Day one to the very end without even a, at all a serious relationship. That's impressive. Honestly, that was very impressive. Well, that's not true. He did walk out of there in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, he did. And that, and that, this one, that was hilarious too. Like poor Tia, like Tia's like, are you really having this conversation with me right, right here? He's like, like hold right on, my, my boy's waiting for me. I got to go. Yeah. So I'm interested. I want, I want to look back and, and see if, you know, through Twitter and everything and see if he got some hate for this, because this was a hundred percent planned guys. This was a producer came to those two and was like, Hey, let's have some fun with this. Like, and they did, they were having some fun with it. And I don't think Tia was in on it necessarily, but they they clearly like you don't think they ran it by her as like a veteran and like respect. Maybe there was I mean, they had just made out probably the night before, like on a yeah. long shot. There was no connection with Aaron and Tia anyway. No. And I don't even think Tia wanted to be have a boyfriend. Like, I don't think she wanted Aaron as a boyfriend. I think, yeah, I think this was a hundred percent planned because the producers will do this, you know, they'll come to you and be like, Hey, we got this idea. And I'm sure they came to Aaron and like, hey, why don't you, you know, it'd be funny if you two left together as like a bromance, you know? Yeah. And, and they were like, yeah, yeah, that's great. But I thought it was really funny the way Aaron sprinted <laughs> to go get Tia and then grabbed her. It was like, hey, I got to do this fast. I don't got much time. And he's like in the hallway <laughs> of the fucking falapalapal or whatever the fuck you call it. And he was like, fuck you. Fuck this guy. Like, fuck paradise. Like, it was pretty funny. Yeah, even James, when he came back, he's like, bro, we came in together. Are we leaving together or what? Yeah, like <laughs> that was a fed line 100%. But again, that's fine. I'd rather have stuff like that than the actual manipulative lies that producers do to get people to do, you know, dumb yeah. shit. Like, I'd rather have that. Just let them know they're in on it. You know what I mean? Because they were 100% all in on it. And especially at the end, because it is so heavy with so many others. Like, let, let's yeah. have a little, yeah, especially with those, if, you, if you're given that opportunity. Yeah, I had no problem. This was clearly scripted, but I had no problem with it. Like, it was, you know, fun, lighthearted. Nobody got hurt in it. 
Yeah, so congrats to James and Aaron. When they were in the SUV, yeah. and Aaron was like, yeah, we finished all of our own. And James was like, sentences. And they started laughing. I was like, oh, good one, guys. No, they seem fun. Uh, hopefully, we'll see them in San Diego here in a couple yeah. weeks, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, they're still together and talking terms. <laughs> so we'll keep you guys updated on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I'm excited for those, to meet those guys. Yeah, and then we get into the the real serious ones, yeah. real serious conversations. Marissa and Riley, this is my favorite couple of the season, I think. I love them. Dude, this might be my favorite couple in Bachelor Nation right now. This is the strongest couple I think I've seen in Paradise in a very long time. They just seem infatuated with each other, but they seem to fit really well with each other. Like the way he was like kind of like fucking with her. Oh yeah. And then, you know, and then she was like, she was so pissed because she thought she was getting dumped there for a second, you know, and he was like, I'm just playing. I can't let you think that you got me wrapped around your finger or whatever he said, you know, but he, she clearly does. So it was cute. It was a really cute moment. I hope these kids work out though, because I, I just, they seem so great together. And there was no way they were passing up a fantasy suite anyway, with everything we've seen this season. That's the best part is when she's like, yeah, I'd love to go to fantasy suites with you. I'm like, you've been to fantasy suites for the last two weeks with him. Yeah, like, you you, no one else could get the boom, boom room because yeah. you occupied it every night. Yeah. Uh, I love those guys though. But yeah, Riley definitely has a flair for the dramatics though. Yeah, like, for sure, man. hundred percent. We've seen that through the whole season, not with just with Marissa, but with like Chris and with Brendan and all these guys and yeah, even Aaron. With Aaron at one point. Yeah. So it was a fun little conversation. She kind of fucked for a little bit, but they're going to the fantasy suites. And then we have Joe and Serena also freaking adorable. They just are so giggly around each other and smiley. I think that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Cause Joe is kind of like that. Joe is kind of like a very, yeah. Joe's very like just lighthearted. Yeah. Um, which is funny because usually that makes for terrible TV, but Joe actually makes pretty decent TV when he's got, you know, I don't think alone he would be good TV, but when he's in a relationship, he's good TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think he he's... could carry a season as the bachelor exactly. or anything. Yeah. I don't think there's no way he could carry a season as a bachelor, but yeah, they're, they're just great together, man. And they're obviously, they, they decide to go to the fantasy suites and, and see what, uh, they tell each other they're in love. So that was cool to see. I'm not falling, but actually in love. We'll be right back. So basically, we have three couples. There's Marissa Riley, Joe Serena, and um, oh, Kenny and, and uh, Mari. So we have three couples going to the fantasy suites, guys. Honestly, the fantasy suites... It is what it is. <laughs> they have, you know, really cool conversations. What does <laughs> like, what happens? <laughs> well, all these people have clearly hooked up before. So, like, I think like that's the difference between the Bachelorette and Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. These people have been in the boom boom room the whole season. Except so, for Joe and Serena didn't didn't visit it. They didn't show him visiting. Yeah. One hundred percent they visited. One hundred percent they visited just for air conditioning. The biggest thing for the bachelor bachelorette is you get off camera, not just you know the fantasy sweet and sex, but you get off camera conversations. That's very rare. Where in paradise you can go to the boomer room and have those conversations. It's a bigger deal, obviously, in bachelor bachelorette. These people have been in the boomer room one hundred percent. It's not as big of a deal in paradise. They were they had some cute dates. You know they had the cute like. Are they, aren't they having sex? You know, like Kenny, of course, brings out tacos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naked tacos. We had the whipped cream for Mari or uh, for Emerson uh, um, yeah, Riley. Riley. And then Joe and Serena, he just kind of tossed her on the bed and they're like making out. So he was just like, you got to get out, guys. Yeah. And then we get into proposals. So we go to the next day. First one up. Kenny and Mari. Kenny and Mari. They're cute, man. Kenny's so uncomfortable. Like Kenny's funny. They are. They are cute. They are cute. You can just tell it's so hard on him. Like he's dude, he was, yeah. He's that 40-year-old that struggles with like 
his emotions and, mm-hmm. and being open and vulnerable. I agree. This was a bit of an awkward proposal, but in a, the most endearing way. Yeah. Like in the most genuine way. Like it wasn't awkward because he's they don't love each other. It wasn't awkward because he didn't know what to say. I think it was just awkward because they're just like genuine people. And like, those are real moments, you know, that wasn't scripted. You know what I mean? Like that, that's real. And like what they were feeling in the way he like couldn't get down on his knees, like these old bones, you know, trying to get down on his knee. Yeah. And like, well, and he doesn't do leg day. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired, Kenny. And the way he like picked her up and he was like, Oh my back, you know, as he was like walking out with her, like just really funny stuff. And like, I thought the, the speech that she made to him was really cool, really good. And the one that he made to her also was like, I thought those were, it was a great proposal. It really was. And then when he was like, yeah, we're getting engaged. And she's like, we are engaged. Yeah. Oh, we are engaged. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, we're, we're engaged. We're engaged. He like got his, we're, in, we're engaged. Like it's happening. It's happened. But yeah. So I, I can't wait for these. I'm guessing they're still, that's the thing, dude. We don't get a reunion this year. Brutal. I mean, well, we could update. Can we not now? Or can we do updates? Well, What's uh, going but we on? Don't, well, that was only a couple of weeks ago. Like, I don't know. I'm guessing they're still together. <laughs> well, they, they, they gave little blurbs at the end of the episode. Oh yeah, they did. They did kind of like yeah. give little updates. They even updated yeah. Noah and Abigail. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. That's true. So, yeah, so they're still together. They, they are still together. They're happy. I can't wait to hopefully they can go out in public now. They'll be at the show. Uh, they'll be two at the show for at, sure. in two weeks at Bourbon for sure. And they might even be at Bounce. You never know. Or well, at least Kenny. I don't. Know. I don't. Know. I don't know. See, that's the thing. I don't know if Mari's living in Chicago. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they're taking advantage of this moment this weekend. <laughs> I hope. I doubt the first thing they want to do is fucking see Blake Horseman show. <laughs> ah, you'd be surprised. Uh, shots <laughs> fired at Blake. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, it was it was a really fun proposal, and I've, I'm happy for those two. That they, they had a very unorthodox, unique journey. Yes, they, they, they're because they were not together from the beginning, dude. Riley, Marissa really weren't tested with any outside like distractions. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Kenny and Mari, well, Mari, it was her fault for the, the distractions. Yeah, 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 she, yeah. She brought that on herself. So I don't even know if I'd call it a distraction. Yeah, she just kind of like got in her own head or opening the door for Kenny to go explore a little bit. Like, it's insane to me that. Kenny literally had sex with somebody else down in paradise and still ended up engaged. Right. It's kind of crazy. Like that never, that's what Dean got murdered for two years ago, three years ago, murdered for doing that between D'Lo and Christina. And you got murdered for doing that. <laughs> yeah. Off camp, like the fucking yeah, show. <laughs> exactly. Before the fucking show and, and clear being very clear about where we stand. Yeah. And yet this man is engaged and like happy <laughs> and hasn't gotten, you know, anything. It's kind of crazy to see. And I know I'm jumping ahead. But like Joe and Serena, they were truly tested with Kendall being down there. That is what I would call a distraction because the producers brought down Kendall. You know what I mean? Yes. That was like, that was brutal. That was a true, and God bless Serena. Angel. Handled that amazingly <laughs> yeah. all season long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's clearly, she's a lot like Joe in the fact that I don't think much bothers her. She's very optimistic and happy and smiley, you know? The banter between them. Hopefully, we'll get to see them in Chicago at some point as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, the next one is Riley Marissa. Yeah, and again, he's fucking with her again the next morning. <laughs> like, she, he whispered to me as he's leaving. He doesn't know. He must have. He literally just wanted to fuck with her. He knew. Fucking knew. Yeah. <sighs> he was 100% going to propose to her. I just can't believe how sure Marissa is. She just says over and over again, like, I want to spend the rest of my life with this man. Like, I want to wake up every morning like this. When you know, you know. Like, she knows. To a degree, I think that's phenomenal. Because honestly, like, I felt like I knew very much in my bachelorette season. Like, I was, I was a lot like Marissa. It was the beautiful proposal and everything. And, and she, they, they just seem so great together. 
Um, they're obviously still together as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously so it worked because my one, one thing was like, man, she's so infatuated in this environment. When they get out of this, is that going to change a little bit, but they're still together. So I can't wait to see the updates from the couples on Instagram and like yeah. all that kind of stuff, because right now it's just the little blurbs at the end and things like that. And like the, the hints on Instagram, but now they can post actual photos of themselves and each other and everything is going to be great. So I hope to God that they make it. I love yeah. they're 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 phenomenal. Yeah, they're great together. I actually feel very good about all three couples, man. I do actually. Yeah. Same. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel really good about all three couples. I could not say that last two years ago. I couldn't say that three years ago either. So yeah. I actually feel like maybe all three of these couples might might make it. Yeah, and then obviously we get to Joe and Serena. Yeah, like, <laughs> Jesus. So Kendall walks down, and uh, I knew that she wasn't coming down there to try and like steal Joe. Like I knew it was going to be one of those like I'm happy for you closure moments now i know that kendall's still getting some hate uh and did she need to do that no i don't think joe was like i need kendall to come down here and say you know good luck or like hey i give you my blessings yeah. like i'm so happy like yeah they didn't joe didn't need that, that joe point. didn't need kendall's blessing you know, so I don't know what that was exactly. Yeah, if anything, that's such a mind fuck in that moment. Like you're about to like, like mm-hmm. you're waiting for Serena walk down and Kendall walks down. And Joe, dude, again, Joe is just very stoic. Yeah, like Joe showed nothing on his. Face. If that was me standing down there, can you imagine my facial expressions, dude? You would need two days to like get over that, dude. I'd be like my facial expressions. I would my eye. I would just be like, what the fuck? But Joe just kind of like, da 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 da. Part of me think I don't know. No, he is very stoic. Part of me is like, dude, did he know? Did he fucking know Kendall was coming down? Jeez, because I don't. So was Kendall there this whole time hanging out? I guess it's only an extra three or four days, right? <laughs> That's a long time, though, to be in a freaking hotel. But yeah, I guess you're right. Four or five days, maybe uh, four days. But that seems like a long time. I don't know. Yeah, honestly, the only reason the producers did that and the show did that was for the last episode's like preview. They just wanted to show a preview of Kendall walking down those stairs to see Joe so that people would watch. But I, I, we kind of both knew like they, she wasn't going down there to just beg him back or anything like that. So it was a good conversation. Joe handled it well. Honestly, Kendall handled it well. I just don't think it was necessary. Like I don't know why that was necessary. And Joe wasn't lying. Like when she was walking up the stairs, like Kendall is a catch, man. She is. She's awesome. I, Kendall's one of my favorite people in the, in the franchise for sure. In the world. Like that's just a franchise. Yeah. She's just an awesome girl. Uh, and she'll find her person. She'll find the one for sure. I mean, she like say yeah, she's eligible bachelorette for sure. They should make her a bachelorette. Honestly, she'd make up. She'd be a fun. She would crush it. Mm-hmm. She'd be a fun bachelorette. But Joe did have to take there for he walked off the podium. You know, he kind of had to take some some deep breaths, some contemplation shots by the ocean <laughs> in order to you know kind of get his mind right uh, for Serena. <laughs> And then yeah, Serena comes walking down the stairs, and even how Serena handled this too, like this was beautiful because Joe's like, I got to tell you something. No, and have you noticed that he never addresses Kendall by her name? He's always my ex. Oh, I guess. Have you noticed that this whole season? Mm -hmm. He never says her name really, and he's and he says, Yeah, my ex just showed up, and she was like, What? And then her the, the the first thing she said to him was, Are you okay? Yeah. Like she was there for him in that moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Good point. That shows where they're at. I show there's the kind of person that she is as well. Mm-hmm. And because she's fairly younger too, right? Yeah, so she's she's super young. 23, dude. 20 like fucking that, three that years. That shows old. like some big like maturity. Mm-hmm. Well, agreed, agreed. Even just the security that she has in him. Yeah, she handled that well. And that honestly, that could have been a 
huge, I don't know, speed bump, if you will. That could have been mm-hmm. a sticking point, uh, but she handled it well. He handled it well. The conversation was good, and they, they kind of went on to, to do the proposal. I mean, they just seem so genuinely happy with each other. It's so fun to watch. Like, I find myself smiling Same. Why they are smiling, you know? I'm like, what am I doing? Well, I'm smiling thinking about it right now. Because, yeah. like, just because personally knowing Kenny and Joe, it's like, yeah. Because we, when we were in Chicago, it was literally like they were leaving for paradise in four days, like that first show. And they at, were very much not so, getting engaged. No, no, <laughs> no. Joe, Joe didn't even think Kendall was coming to the beach. He yeah. was so like assured of that. Like, it yeah. was, yeah, they were, they both verbatim there's no way i'm walking out of that motherfucker engaged no way am i getting engaged now you see your boys like they're so happy like yeah i'm so happy for those guys man no 100 i'm excited for both of them you know joe i can't wait to to meet serena like you said knowing joe and kenny then you know they're gonna pick some real ones and pick some some awesome girls so yeah i'm excited to meet those eventually but we got three like we just said i think in my opinion three of the strongest couples i've ever seen come out of paradise truly like i think this season all three couples have a legitimate chance of staying together, um, which would be pretty, pretty damn cool. Pretty damn cool. And they had a cute little like montage of the whole season there at the end, which was fun to see. Cause I did forget, like some people were down there for five seconds and you kind of forget who went on dates with who yeah. like, I forgot. Thomas went on dates, Serena. I fucking totally forgot that. Yeah. And then you forget like, yeah, the Kenny and Demi date, like all these other dates. You, yeah, you kind see of forget. her biting his lip. And yeah. like- <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of cool to see that little montage. I don't- you see Tajwan. Tajwan. Piling the spaghetti in her, yeah, in her mouth. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so uh, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool to see a little montage. And like I said, yeah, three awesome couples. So yeah, Paradise is wrapped. All in all, man, what did you think of the season, dude? I mean, I didn't watch my season really so i can't and i've only watched kind of half of the other one yeah that's so weird that your season was the season previous to this yeah it was two years ago yeah because there was nothing last year i like this season it's weird when you bring in like the new people and vets and you could just see how different the mindsets are Mm -hmm. and especially like with the follower all the followers talk like being that being such a public thing now Mm -hmm. and but at the end it is about love and a love story and we got like you said like yeah three of the strongest ones you probably will ever see in the franchise history yeah came from this season yeah as far as like the season itself like i would say love story wise i think it was i think it was a success if you will. i think like these people really did find their people um which is always fun to watch and that's why i watch the show like you know the drama and all that like it's it's fun at times if it doesn't get too serious but i watch the show for love and then that was really cool to see all these all these proposals are just awesome to see the only thing I wish they would stop doing in this season, I think this season was they tried to make it like a, almost they almost sacrificed Brendan and Piper being like, okay, now if anybody comes down here for the wrong reasons, we're going to fucking burn you at the stake. Because I feel like that's what they did. And I think this is almost like them sh- almost teaching a lesson to not only past contestants, but future contestants that if you come down here with a plan, if you come down here only looking for followers or whatever you try and beat the system, whatever, even with the fucking Ivan trying, you know, sneaking over to Alexis's room. You know what I mean? I think they were, I think this was a bit of a like sign to everybody else. Like we're not into this influencer world. Like we don't want this show has always been about the right reasons. And in that it has to a degree, but I also think the show's taking itself way too damn seriously. Um, Cause that's just the way the world is now. You know what I mean? And like we've said about other shows, the love islands and like the circles, Every other platform and network wants to see their talent be successful. Mm-hmm. This one does not for some no, reason. They don't. And man. it's really funny that you mention using P 
people as examples almost mm -hmm. to throw their big network weight around. Mm -hmm. And what do we see in the previews for Michelle season? Somebody apparently has notebooks and like all the bachelor like notes and like seasons. Did you, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that in the preview. I saw something like that. Yeah. Like, Oh no, what's coming next? Well, and that's the other thing, dude. It's just like, fuck every, like every season is just, they redo the same shit. We get it. There's people here for the wrong reasons. Like, everybody's there for the wrong reasons you could be there for the wrong reasons still be open for love like yeah. we talked about joe and kenny were not planning on getting engaged but then they fell in love on the beach like that's mm -hmm. just how it works if you're open to falling in love cool like that's the point of the show not going down there being like i'm going to fall in love but if you're going down there for followers for instagram for money whatever it is fine as long as you're open to meeting somebody and open to falling in love um so in that sense i wish the show would stop trying to be this like perfect i see people being like this new bachelor you know he's gonna be he's back to the basics he's not gonna be like that or or michelle michelle's gonna go back to teaching no she's fucking not if she can make a million dollars next year not teaching she's not gonna fucking teach and you can't hold that against her come on now you know what i mean these people are making better lives for themselves and their family and their future children whatever it is i do see michelle though using this platform as like what ben higgins has done like to do things like uh, using their platform to benefit others. Agreed. But Ben's still made a lot of money. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, mean I, I don't, I don't see Michelle as losing her focus or her true self in, in this environment. I, I do think, I think like she will go back. I, so I do disagree with you on that one. I think, I think she will always be a teacher because that is for sure her passion, and that's that's what she was all about on Matt's season. And it seemed, and it on the previews, it looks like they play a big role on her season coming up this year, or I guess two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks. Yeah. No, agreed. I mean, that's going to be her whole shtick is going to be her being a teacher. Like that's literally they make it her identity on the show. They do that with every lead. You know, they have their shtick or whatever it is. Um, but I am excited for for Michelle's season. I think it's going to be an awesome. Season. I love Michelle. Did your mic just blow out. Yeah, my mic's not working. I don't know what's going on. We're at the end of the show anyway, guys. So yeah, but I just want to say, but hold on. I just want to say though, like, yeah, super excited for Michelle. We got two weeks, two weeks. We'll be back with another recap guys from Michelle's season. Um, maybe next week we'll break down some of the guys because we got their the cast photos. We can kind of make some, some predictions and everything. Yeah. And I, I never understand the cast photos because they are the worst glamour shots I've ever seen. This is this season. I, I talked to Eric a couple days ago. I was like, dude, rough season for michelle <laughs> but like again these cast sodas are just bad like who knows i'm sure some of these guys are good looking who knows so yeah that starts in two weeks guys super excited for that so um hope you enjoyed our paradise breakdown this season and uh yeah we'll see uh we'll see you next week behind the rose is recorded live at the world famous grizzly rose or wherever we happen to be be sure to go check out our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast and follow us so you always know when we drop a new episode and give us all five of those stars Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, Behind the Rose.